All right, for today's episode, we're actually gonna be pulling a ton from this great book, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz, one of the, one of the most powerful books in all of marketing and advertising and copywriting by one of the greatest copywriters of the 20th century, Breakthrough Advertising. Now, so many people know this book and know the lessons in the book because of the whole discussion of market awareness and the market awareness model is a market moves from unaware to problem aware to solution aware to, to you aware to deal ready, right? Um, and that's not Eugene Schwartz's exact language, but that's how I have it anchored in my mind. Um, but he has so many more lessons throughout this book that are not just based on market awareness that teach you not just how to write the superficial details like headlines behind a great ad, but to go deep into all the thinking that goes into becoming a great advertiser, a great copywriter, a great marketer, and really like a great offer creator, a great entrepreneur like Eugene Schwartz was. Half his life was working as a copywriter for clients and the other half of his life was building his, his instant influence, um, his, his, uh, his, his own publishing brand with all these different offers that he created or directed the creation thereof. So in this, uh, in this episode, let's, let's go ahead and dive in and start with this quote. So uh, Eugene Schwartz in his chapter, The Third Technique of Breakthrough Copy, Gradualization says, for the purposes of persuasion, the human mind may be divided into three dimensions, three great rivers of emotional force that determine the reaction to your ad and therefore its success or failure. For the purposes of persuasion, the human mind may be divided into three dimensions, which I call the three dimensions buyer psychology. Three great rivers of emotional force, great rivers of emotional force that determine the reaction to your ad and therefore its success or failure. So we're gonna dive into what uh, Eugene Schwartz said each of those three dimensions are, as well as some reflections, some insights and perspectives on those. So his first dimension of buyer psychology is desire. So this may be familiar to you, right? The desire, right? I, I desire something, so I'm going to go buy it. Um, it's, as he said, the want, yearning, motivation with specific goals and or cures in mind with a prospect begging to be shown how to obtain them. So uh, if there's a problem, y'all all solve it, right? Uh, we, we talk so much in my different episodes about how you need to create an offer around solving a problem for your prospect. And this is what it is. Your prospect desires to solve a problem. And so Schwartz says that it's the copywriter's job to make sure the path to these goals goes through the product and to make sure the prospect can visualize every drop of satisfaction that their achievement will give them. So it's your job to lay out the path in front of your prospect and say, hey, if you have a problem, and we talk about this, like with my Paisa formula, oh, you have this problem, isn't it agitating, right? Problem agitate. Isn't it agitating that so many other solutions you've tried have been invalid, have not worked for you? Invalidate, right? Well, we created the solution that actually works. Solve, right? And here's the action you need to take to get it. Action, right? Ask for action. So PISA, problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, act. Uh, <laughs> I've taught it as ask, I've taught it as action. Uh, yeah, uh, you need to ask for action. 
So it's the copywriter's job to make sure the path to these goals goes through the product and to make sure the prospect can visualize every drop of satisfaction that their achievement will give them. So it's your job to make someone feel as if they have already solved the problem, that they already got the result, and to experience that satisfaction as if it was real, such that going back to living a life without that satisfaction means a life that is not as well lived as it could be. And at that point, right, the prospect is like, I have to get it, right? But that's only one dimension of buyer psychology. So let's dive into Eugene Schwartz's second dimension of buyer psychology, which he says is identification. Identification, what to identify as, the need for expression and recognition, unformulated, unspoken, at least partially unconscious, searching for symbols, definition, and embodiments. Identification, this is interesting. So what does that mean? Like I identify with XYZ group. I identify as a certain, um, you know, identity in the marketplace. So, for example, one of the big things that happens as someone gets into copywriting, discovers copywriting as a skill set, as a job, as a career, as something that you can sell, is they at some point go from saying, oh, that's that thing out there that people do that like they get paid for to I am a copywriter, right? And so when they say, I am a copywriter, suddenly that opens up a whole new thing. And I'm saying this specifically because so many people in my audience are copywriters and will resonate with that. But inside every market, there are all sorts of different identity statements that once they become true, your prospect is more likely to respond. Or, or if you speak to that shared identity, they're more likely to respond. So Schwartz says, it's the copywriter's job to crystallize these self-definitions and embody them in his product. So uh, for example, you know, you wanna be a, because <laughs> I was at hockey practice last night, I'll be at hockey practice again tonight. If you wanna be a great hockey coach, right? This is what it means to be a great hockey coach. Here is what a great hockey coach does. And by the way, it's in my product, right? So that the product may be used not only as a source of physical satisfaction, but also as a symbolic extension of the personality of the prospect for whom it is intended. So if a product is no longer just a thing that you buy, something that, that, you, that you get to get satisfaction, but if it's something that represents your identity, Right? If you're a Lexus driver or a Toyota driver or a Bentley driver or a whatever, right? If your car is an extension of your identity, you're gonna buy another one of those. If your beer is an extension of your identity, you're gonna buy more of that. This has been used throughout mainstream advertising, throughout direct response advertising. It's used all over the place. It's used in political ads, it's used whatever. If you associate with this political party, which by the way, this is complete crap, especially when it comes to politics, I believe. Um, but if you associate with this political party, then you need to do this, right? And, and your vote is another way that you are buying into, uh, you know, whatever message that they put out and they persuade you with. The, but the second dimension of buyer psychology, identification, is, so we have desire and we have identification, right? Um, as, as these two emotional motivators for why someone buys something. But... As Eugene Schwartz says, there are limits to these first two dimensions. He says, but important as they are, desire and identification alone are never enough. By themselves, they can never produce the full reaction the copywriter must have if he is to achieve the maximum success with his product. 
No matter how intense the desire, no matter how demanding the need to identify, both these reactions must be fused with the third great emotional force, I'm not going to reveal it yet, before they can produce the final overwhelming determinant of action. So um, desire and identification alone are not enough because they don't generate that full reaction. And there is a third force that you can use to triangulate all of it that leads to this, this, this overwhelming determinant of the buying action. And so the third dimension of buyer psychology is both these reactions, desire and identification. Okay, so here is, here is me uh, filling in that last sentence. Both these reactions, desire and identification, must be fused with the third great emotional force, belief before they can produce the final overwhelming determinant of action, absolute conviction. So if you get someone to the point where they believe so strongly that your product is a fulfillment of their desire and a extension of their identity, that they have absolute conviction in that, what do you think they're gonna do? They're going to buy, right? And so Eugene Schwartz is, it's this fusion of desire and belief, this conviction, this certainty, this feeling in the prospect of being right in his choice, of being assured of what he has been promised that the copywriter seeks as his ultimate goal. So one of the biggest reasons somebody doesn't buy something is not because they're not interested in you know, what it is that you are offering in terms of fulfillment of their desire, right? They're interested, they're, they want to fulfill that desire, but they do not have absolute conviction, this feeling in the prospect of being right in his choice, and Eugene Schwartz used all he language, it could be his or her choice, right? This feeling in the prospect of being right in his or her choice, they wanna be right, they don't wanna be wrong, they, they, they don't want the embarrassment, the shame, of being wrong, they want to have absolute conviction that you have triangulated, yes, you fulfill their desire, yes, your product is in alignment with their identity, yes, they believe all of this is true with absolute conviction. And then, then they buy, right? But what exactly is belief, again quoting, it is perhaps the most complex fusion of thought and emotion in the human mind. It is, first of all, your prospect's mental picture of the world he lives in, what facts make it up, how it works, in what direction its truth and values lie. So when we're talking about beliefs, we're talking about like this, this, um, this, this understanding of the world. It's the belief in how the world works. It's the belief in how your product's gonna work. It's gonna, your belief in, in the problem itself. It's, it's, it is what they understand to be true, right? But these accepted facts, truths, values, and opinions are only the raw material of belief. Even more important is the vast amount of emotional security he derives from these beliefs. This is why it's so hard to change someone's like deeply held beliefs. Because if they have this deeply held belief, if they have, if they have a, a, a conviction, absolute conviction in something, it's not just about like sharing new facts. Sharing new facts is, is, is nothing. Sharing new facts, they, when they come in conflict with the belief, this is why we run into, uh, we, why we run into, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the logical fallacy that um, basically we, we accept the evidence that supports our current beliefs 
and we reject evidence that is in conflict with our current, it's confirmation bias, there we go. Um, this confirmation bias is why it's so hard to change someone's beliefs because there is this emotional desire to be right that supersedes any factual elements, right? And we use factual elements as like a evidence to support what we believe, what we emotionally feel is right. And, and this, is, this is like what creates markets, it's what creates movements, it's what creates all of it. It's this, this absolute conviction and the emotional punch that comes with this desire to be right, this emotional security that we desire. And so when you can give your prospect that emotional security in belief, or when you can resonate with the emotional security that their beliefs are not going to be upset, that you are only going to confirm their beliefs, that's when you get people piling onto your offer. So how do you use these three dimensions in your copywriting? I, I love using questions to really help you turn these into useful tools. So you could use these four questions as you are starting to brainstorm how you can talk about your product, your service, your offer. Right? What is the core desire my offer satisfies for my prospects? What problem am I solving? What desire am I fulfilling? An urgent problem, an unfulfilled desire, right? And your prospects have that, right? Your prospects have some kind of unfulfilled desire or urgent problem that, you know, hopefully your, your product or service is built to solve a problem, right? Uh, or to satisfy a core desire. Then if I, if I ask my prospect how they defined themselves, how would they describe their identity? Are they a copywriter? Are they an entrepreneur? Are they a marketer? Are they a conservative? Are they a liberal? Are they a mom? Are they a dad? Are they a hockey coach? Are they, um, you know, whatever it is, right? Are they, are they a, a healthy, um, you know, vibrant individual? Are they, how do they define themselves? Do they define themselves as a victim? Do they define themselves as someone who the world has crapped on? Do they define themselves uh, by their racial identity, by their gender identity, by their all of these different ways that people can identify themselves? Do they uh, define themselves by their religious identity? All of these things, right? All these ways that people identify and define themselves. These are critical to being able to speak to them. And when you speak in resonance with their identity, meaning you're in agreement with what they believe is their identity, it's going to be far more powerful. Now, what pre-existing beliefs does my prospect have that I can speak to with my messaging? What pre-existing beliefs does my prospect have that I can speak to with my messaging? So they have certain beliefs, they have certain convictions, right? They have certain um, they, they have things that they believe that have this emotional security tied to them. And if you resonate with that, then boom, like it's, it's going to be more powerful versus if you aren't paying attention, you don't know what their preexisting beliefs are. If you contradict them, you're stepping on a landmine, right? And you better do that intentionally if that's what you're trying to do, because if you do it accidentally, you're going to kill the sale. What does my prospect have to believe to be true? And this is really important, and we're gonna get into this more in tomorrow's episode where I'm gonna go deeper into this gradualization chapter. What does my prospect have to believe to be true before they can have absolute conviction in buying? So they have pre-existing beliefs, and some of them are going to be related to the problem, the agitation, the invalidation, the solution, right? Some of their pre-existing beliefs are gonna be related to your market, your offer. 
but then there are going to be additional things that they have to be true before they can have absolute conviction in buying. And again, we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. For now, your call to action is how can you use what you've just heard, right? Have you been taking notes? Are you going to use this? Are you going to use those questions as you go through, as you brainstorm, as you research for your next copywriting project? How can you use this, right? And don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave your comments below. Like if you have that reaction, if you have an action item, you can certainly let me know in the comments below. But like and subscribe so you get more content like this, including tomorrow's episode where we go deeper into the gradualization concept from Eugene Schwartz in Breakthrough Advertising. Also, as a little hint, I have an entire training called the Six Step Belief Shifting Framework, an entire course that goes um, much deeper into this whole process of taking someone through a sequence of beliefs that leads to them actually making a purchase. And I'll also include a link to Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz, which my friend for life and client Brian Kurtz has um, has uh, has uh, gotten the arrangement with Eugene Schwartz's uh, widow to publish Breakthrough Advertising, and it is the only uh, authentic source of the book, only original source of the book. And so I'll include a link to Brian Kurtz's uh, page for where you can pick up Breakthrough Advertising. It is not cheap, but it is absolutely packed full of just incredible, incredible, incredible copywriting lessons. So I recommend if you are absolutely serious about being a great marketer, copywriter, entrepreneur, if you're if you're serious about the kind of messaging that's gonna create breakthroughs in your market, you should pick up a copy of that book, absolutely. I'm Roy Furr, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Uh, you know, that is a hat tip to Eugene Schwartz and Breakthrough Advertising to call this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Uh, so again, like and subscribe, I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon, bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.